Hi. Hey, everybody. C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like staying alive, the best idea that the Bee Gees have ever had. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about happiness, or rather the subjectiveness of happiness. What does that really mean? How do people define happiness? How do you define happiness? What is it really? What What is it? Like, is it a state of being? Is it momentary? Is it consistent? Is it something that is affecting our mental health, our perception of it? Um, what is, what is, what is it? What's the deal with this happiness thing? Why do people, so many, why do so many people want it? And I think the answer is that it's just this elusive catch all statement. And, um, and that's it. All right, everybody pack up, go home. We're done. <laughs> nope. There's a lot to talk about here. So we're going to talk about happiness. Let's click the button. Let's do the thing. Listen to the 48 Hours Podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem. A weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great. Filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Literally a song by Ren, Ren and Stimpy. One of the greatest songs of all time. Just so you know. In case you're not familiar and you're too young, you should probably look up that song. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Because that probably exemplifies everything that happiness actually is. A momentary thing where you're just like, everything's great. I'm super happy. Everything is clicked and it's fantastic. And I think that is why we tend to strive towards happiness. And what's interesting about this topic is that it's something that is not unique to the mental health space. It's something that everyone I'm sure at some point in their life has said, I just want to be happy. That's all I want, especially in moments of frustration. It's just where it's more of I just want to be happy. Why does everything suck? Why is nothing working for me? Uh, why can't I get an A? Um, 
and basically <laughs> um happiness is funny happiness is a funny topic for me to talk about because i feel like i feel like i've never really strove to be happy i think i've said that statement at some point in my life like i just want to be happy but i've never really it took me a long time to really understand what that actually means. Like, what is it, what is it that I'm striving for? And really what I'm striving for is to be even, at least in my context. In my case, oh, I was just eating a salad and now I've got like all the burpees. Mm. Okay, there we go. Hopefully that's better. Otherwise, we're going to keep interrupting this for me to, to burp on you. Um, but at least in the context of me and my life, happiness has been this ever elusive thing. Like I haven't, it's not a natural thing for me. I I've always dove into the deep depths of nihilism and existence. And, uh, you know, I was an emo kid for sure. <laughs> Listened to a lot of depressing music and, um, have been dealing with my own form of depression for a very long time. And, uh, you know, there, there are different times in life where, we try to define happiness and what that means for us. And sometimes that's linked to external things, you know, like if I just find someone, I'll be happy. If I just get married, I'll be happy. If I just get this job, I'll be happy. If I just eat this salad, I'll be happy. <laughs> if I just eat this burger, everything will be great, which sounds like a good idea. Actually, I should go get a burger at some point. Um, but the point being that when you attach happiness to a specific thing or this grand vision, you know, I think we inflate the feeling of happiness versus the actuality of the thing that we're attaching to that happiness. So if we're talking about, if I get married, I'm going to be happy. And I think the subtext there is happy forever. <laughs> I think that's what we're thinking there. It's like, if I just do this thing, I'm going to be happy and I'm done. And I don't have to worry about anything else ever again. I don't have to try. I don't have to just, just screw it. I, I did it. I've accomplished the task of humanity of being a person. Well, I take a sip. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm going to do my best to try to not be cynical because I do want to help people, but it is kind of silly when you think about it, especially as you get older, it feels really silly to attach happiness to external things. And, and you know, I don't mean to sound condescending when I say that, but it it's, it's kind of a part of the growth process, right? Unless you're like thrown in the fire when you're younger and you're dealing with a lot of uh, shit. I feel like it's at some point for a very long time, we just were either taught or we, just feel like we're so used to the endorphin and dopamine hit of getting things or, you know, finding a new person that we love or finding a new thing that we're attracted to, or like getting a new shiny thing or making music or, or every little thing that gives us little bits of dopamine hits that we're like, man, if only I could sustain that. And that's the problem we're really not meant to, we can't, it's not possible. Uh, <laughs> and I know that there are a lot of woo woo people out there that are listening to this and they're like, no, fuck you, Christian. Fuck you. C note. <laughs> I've experienced, um, consistent bliss 
And I say you're lying. <laughs> that is not true. Um, even if you feel like you're a happy person most of the time, you're dealing with stresses in life. Everyone's dealing with something. Even if you're a person that's like sitting still and not dealing with anything and not, you know, not connecting with the outside world, there's brain chemistry that's going to mess with you. There's the environment that's going to mess with you. There's smells that might be uncomfortable that are going to make you feel uncomfortable. You might be able to adjust and get back to a happy state of being for a little bit of time. But this idea that happiness is this consistent thing or this, this moment or this state of being that we're going to get to and just stay there is naive. And that's the reason that I kind of speak about it in this cynical condescending tone, because it is naivety. It is this naivete to feel like happiness is this ever achievable constant state of being. And for me, having the strive or the, the, the goal of that early in my life led me to doing more things that like weren't healthy for me. This constant search for a dopamine hit led me to party too much. And I started to want more promiscuous things or like things that were just not healthy for me. And I'm not unique in that sense. I think people want a sense of happiness and that, that, that motivates them to do things that are, are trying to fill that void instead of trying to find ways with being more content with being even and finding ways to kind of fluctuate between the positives and negatives of life. One of the things I like to talk about to people is the fact that I, I kind of feel lucky about uh, <laughs> kind of very, very small percentage of me feels very lucky that I've had cyclothymia, um, which is a low grade bipolar disorder and something that has allowed me to have to be conscious of the ups and downs. Like I can't get too high or I become more reckless and thoughtless and careless and more um, prone to risk taking and alcoholism and bad things because it's a continuing increasing high. I'm trying to make that high go higher and higher and higher. Whereas, you know, on the opposite scale, if I'm down in my energy and not wanting to be connecting with people and feeling depressed and low self-worth, that is also an extreme bottom. And I think, I think humans experience this, even healthy humans experience this, but their capacity is just wider. You know, it's not that they don't have bipolar disorder. I feel like this is going to be an unpopular statement, but I feel like everybody has some form of bipolar disorder, <laughs> but, but the capacity is wider. And again, I'm not a professional. Don't take my word for that. This is just me talking as a podcaster and someone with experience. I feel like people just have a wider capacity for it and they're not aware of that capacity. So they end up pushing themselves and striving for things that are greater and greater and more achievable, but even they will reach a threshold. So that crash is going to be bigger that, uh, or that climb is going to be more difficult when they, after they crash. And I think fluctuations can be wider for 
more healthier people. For me, my fluctuations are a little bit more narrow and I have to be more cognizant of it day to day. Um, But I think that is what the striving for happiness from like a social and cognitive perspective is, is kind of forcing people to do um, especially when they're younger teenagers, especially who are dealing with a lot of teen angst and they're just like, I'm dealing with hormones and I just want to be happy and I'm so tired of being miserable and, or, or not doing what I want and all of that stuff. It's this, this striving for happiness is, is good in the sense that it gives you something to push for, but also as this thing that is tied to external stuff, it's not good as this understanding of something that's going to be uh, a constant state, like, uh, you know, something beyond a momentary feeling is also unhealthy and scary and can take you to a place that you're not prepared to go to. So, and, you know, I think a lot of people are still, I can hit my plate. Sorry. Um, I think a lot of people uh, throughout their lives, you know, this is not unique to younger people are, trying to continue to strive towards happiness in a way that is beyond themselves. You know, it's something that they're, 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 they're in their forties or their fifties and they're in an unhappy marriage or they're in a situation where they're like, this thing, this thing should have made me happy forever, but they forgot that they have to still keep trying. You have to keep working at being happy. You have to keep working at evening out and really like, and and I say evening out, but it's like, that's kind of where happiness lies. Like the true definition of happiness and being content is, is finding a way to, to live within that middle zone, to live within that wave, that sign, um, that sign curve, you know, of like, of going up and down and making sure that you're, you're living in a way that is, that is healthy. You know, you're not ignoring the bad things in in an effort to be happy and you're not leaning too heavily into the good things as a means to ignore the bad things or leaning too heavily into good things as a means to avoid difficulty and stay within a comfort zone. Because I think some people look at happiness as that too. Like everything just needs to always be good and I don't have to deal with any challenges. I don't need to grow as a person. I don't need to keep working at stuff. And I understand that as a person, like, I think most of us want to be lazy. I think most of us want to retire. I think most of us don't want to work at anything. I think most of us just want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix, which is why Netflix is so popular, but that's not life. (laughs) You know, that's, that's just not what it is. And sometimes, you know, living within that scope of reality is important. And it's something that I've had to something that I've been forced into, which is why it's a topic that I want to talk about. Because if I go to a place, again, if I go to a place that's too high, that's too happy, that's too, too optimistic and ignoring my responsibilities, then it becomes something that is dangerous and I start to crash. So for me, it's more immediate, but for other people, again, I feel like it's an an extreme version of the same thing. You know, people have a higher capacity of being able to ignore the problems in their life. Um, But if they also ignore the problems in their life, they're going to crash in some way, whether that's mentally or life is going to catch up on them. If you have a car payment and you ignore it, 
the bank's going to come knocking at your door. It's the same kind of thing. So it's about like, it's kind of about like mentally paying your bills <laughs> and making sure that like you're, you're doing checks and balances in your life to make sure that you're talking about things and working through things and working through difficult stuff because that's part of life and ignoring working through that difficult stuff in the, for the sake of being happy is naive. It's ridiculous. And again, I, I, <laughs> this should have been a tough uh, a tough love Tuesday kind of episode, which is a thing that I think I'm going to do now. Uh, I started kind of playing with it and experimenting with it, but this feels right. I should make this. Okay. So I was recording this for a Tuesday episode, but this is now a tough love Tuesday episode. So I'm going to swap that. <laughs> so um, yes, tough love Tuesday. What is happiness? Should be more like, what the fuck is happiness? <laughs> Why are you trying to be a little? No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to call it Tough Love Tuesday, but it's not going to be, I'm not going to be a jerk, but it's it's something that is like, if these topics come up, it's like, this is this is something that we just got to stop doing this. We got to stop. We got to stop teaching our kids that there is one moment in life where we achieve happiness and that's it and it's over because life is a continual thing. It's a thing that we continue to work at. We continue to grow. And for me, again, I'm forced into it because if I give up on life, if I'm not conscious of my cyclothymia, if I'm not conscious of my mood changes, if I'm not conscious of like how my work affects me or things that I need to shift, then I'm going to crash. I'm going to fail. And I'm probably going to die. Yeah. What that person said. I don't know if you heard her in the background. I have loud neighbors. Sometimes we get, we hear like domestic disputes sometimes, and uh, we don't really know what to do, but anyway, um, (laughs) uh, what's going on here is, uh, you know, this, this happiness discussion. So I really want to know what you think about this. This is pretty important for me. I I think this is a topic that um, we need to think about more in a realistic perspective. If I, if I come up with more research or other things that I can kind of talk about, especially when it comes to like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like I want to kind of do a little bit more research on that and kind of come back and talk about it. And because, you know, again, like we don't just achieve happiness and then we have to stop eating. (laughs) We have to stop taking care of ourselves or stop looking for love in like a physical sense or, or an emotional sense or looking for support or, you know, whatever. It's the same thing as like you get into a marriage and you think like your life is going to be good for the rest of your life. It takes work. It takes effort to continue to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, that you're respecting your partner, that you're there for them. It's the same thing, but for yourself. And you need to consider the fact that if you get the job, you need to keep the job. If you get the marriage or you get the girl, you need to keep the girl, (laughs) you know, you need to. And if you, if you maintain a sense of, of, of self-sufficiency, you need to keep doing it, you know? So I just want to make sure that this concept of happiness that people are thinking about is one that is realistic. Um, and you can, you can still keep that sense of like dreaming and wanting something that will make you and that will make you happier than you were before in the grand scheme. But understand that there's very, very, very unlikely to be one specific thing that will make you happy and you're done for the rest of your life. Life is going to continue to take work. Even if you find that happy thing, 
you need to work to keep it and keep moving from there. So um, I think that's it. That's all I had to say on the topic. My friend brought, brought this up to me this morning. This is, I record on Saturdays the, the week before um, she brought it up to me this morning. It's a really good topic. She also mentioned um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So that's something I would like to talk about again in the future. Um, and basically I would love to hear your thoughts and your perspectives on happiness. What is happiness to you? Is it a momentary thing? Are you still striving towards a specific thing and labeling that as your happiness place? Um, and, and what counts as happiness for you? You know, is it having a drink? Is it having a healthy drink? I I don't mean like being an alcoholic, but I mean, like, is it like sitting in a park? Is it, you know, what is that momentary happiness for you? And is it something, or, or do you have things in your life that you can sustain that give you a longer term sense of happiness? I want to know. And, and honestly, I'm willing to have like a discussion about this. So I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Please leave a call in on anchor, or if you want to hit me up on all my social channels, uh, Twitter is probably the best place at rival my design and we can talk there. And, uh, just a quick reminder that we do have our podcast course up. It is, uh, cnotes.thinkific.com. There you can find the podcast course for absolute beginners, everything that I've been learning about podcasting for the past few years from conception to execution. And we talk about it from a technical standpoint, but also a personal development standpoint. So we talk about insecurities. We talk about um, getting sponsors or getting guests or reaching out to people, uh, naming your reasons why you're going to start your podcast, your goals, your mission, and why those things are different and uh, all the little specific things in there. So there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to break down. Um, and, uh, I really appreciate you guys, um, for listening to the show. Um, we're improving slowly. The numbers keep going up and hopefully we'll have some more sponsors. So if you're interested in sponsorship, please hit me up as well. And, uh, that's it. I hope you guys have a good day. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other and find a way to make yourself happy a little bit today. Um, you know, but, uh, realize that it's cool to not be happy too. Sometimes don't worry about it. It'll be all right. I love you guys. Later. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend, I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need, all I need is for you to put me on to the recipe, yeah. Ooh, ooh, purple flowers, candy showers in the air. You dance for hours as I watch from overhead. It's on my team, you got me going off your dopamine. Yeah, it's on my team, you got me going off your dopamine.